No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to the Friday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. It is a football Friday here on the program, gentlemen. And boy, is there a lot of football to get into. We kind of delayed the start of our show just by a little bit because of some news that was being broken right before we were just about to go on the air. So, guys, I'm not going to waste any time. Sean, you play the music. Get us going. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. And that news that I just mentioned as we were sitting in our pre-show meeting getting everything ready to go, Pac-12 put out the statement to which uh, Sean likes to bring up is just a copy-paste of the statement that they've used all throughout the season. They just changed the team names Mm -hmm. in the statement. No Cal ASU this weekend, not for the reasons we thought. It is not because of Cal, gentlemen. It is because of positive cases on Arizona State, including head football coach Herm Edwards, the team announced through a statement via Ray Anderson. Sean, I'll start with you on this one. The twists and turns of this week have been crazy. This latest uh, twist and turn, not something we anticipated maybe just as early as 24, 48 hours ago. We knew things we, we knew things started to go down this road yesterday afternoon, though, uh, when they didn't practice yesterday morning. And you started to hear rumors that from some reporters up in the, the, uh, the Bay Area, Wilner being one of them, John Wilner does a great job covering the Pac-12, um, saying that, we're getting close, but there might be something else hanging it up, essentially. He was using football metaphors, but that's essentially what he was saying, that we're close, but there might be something else holding things up, so hang on a minute. And then, you know, here locally, we knew ASU didn't practice, and we knew that it may be COVID-related, so you started putting the breadcrumbs together, uh, and it just looked like this was doomed in terms of playing this football game. And then here we are, uh, after the test came in for ASU, as we recorded this on Friday morning, um, we knew they were doing the saliva test because they were hoping there wasn't an outbreak well it turns out there is and then coach Edwards is one of them so not good news for Arizona State not good news for the Pac-12 as they're losing football games yet again but you just ultimately hope that coach Edwards everybody who has a a positive test doesn't have anything uh, you know anything major come of it so uh, you know you're thinking about coach you're thinking about everybody that's got it and now we now we, we, we move forward and see what kind of impact this has on Arizona State yeah coach uh you know coach is a fighter Everyone asked me, you know, uh, you know, what do you think about Coach Edwards getting it? You know, that's that's you know, it's bad. And he is older. He's probably one of the older Pac-12 coaches, um, right? If not the oldest, and he's in that high-risk category. But I don't worry about Herm Edwards one bit because of the way that he attacks life every single day. He's the yep. first one in the building. He's working out before anyone's in there. He has the mind of a 25-year-old. The guy is cut from a different cloth. So I don't worry about him. The players that tested positive, it's unfortunate, man, but this is par for the course in 2020. How many games have we seen get canceled now? Um, It's unfortunate. All you can do if you're Herm Edwards is preach positivity to your team saying, stay ready. I'm going to be good. Everyone else who's sick, let's let's get healthy. Be safe. Quarantine. Stay at home. Go for a walk. Clear your mind um, because there's a lot of uncertainty right now uh, if you're an ASU player. Uh, there's so much, so much uh, uncertainty, and, and it's unfortunate. But you got to just play the hand that you're dealt, man. And uh, it sucks, but but attack it with some positivity. Uh, and I know Herm Edwards will be. Okay. Yeah, and, and he and he has been. I mean, last night, you know, I produced the the weekly radio show with Herm Edwards, and he joined us and joined us early to do his pregame, you know, interview that he does every week. And then he sat and chat with us for 30 minutes, and he was in good. He, 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 
he was Herm. You know, he, you, he, you could see he, he told us he was feeling something a little bit, but other, other than that, he was he was Herm. He was great. So he think I think he's good. You know, um, and we'll be thinking about him and everybody else. But you're not wrong, Jordan. Um, I think everybody will be, you know, we'll, ASU will get through this and we'll find out what kind of ramifications it has on the season. We're going to dive into that more coming up in five minutes, Schubert, I know. So we'll get through the rest of what's in the lead today before we really dive into the impacts this will have on ASU, Pac-12, and college football at a whole. So, uh, but not good, not good news today. Not a good look for the Pac-12 losing more football games. It's just unfortunate. Cal ASU, the 13th game on this week's slate of college football games that has been canceled the total number up to 13 for this weekend alone so that is something to keep in mind as well the nfl season got underway last night the colts behind a fantastic second half beat the titans the indianapolis colts that i believe sean calls frauds on a weekly basis not a believer in philip rivers and the indianapolis colts so sean i'll start with you on this one yeah are we are the colts for real or are the titans frauds which one is more indicative of what we saw last night <laughs> they're they're both who they are. Like they, they no, are you have to we, pick one. No, you're not sitting on the fence on this one. I, the, Titans, one. the Titans are more real than the Colts. Now the Colts defense is legit. Let's let's not let's not, you know, I'm not trying to knock the Colts overall when I'm saying this. The Titans to me are just a more complete football team when you get to the postseason because in the postseason I'm gonna look for who runs the football better. Uh, and that's definitely the Tennessee Titans. And their defense is not far off from what the Colts bring to the table uh, either. And it's not that I hate on Phillip Rivers. Just, if you look at his numbers he usually gets fat on the teams that don't bring a quality defense to the table. Like, go look at when they played Baltimore and Cleveland, opposed to when they played Cincinnati and, you know, Detroit. It's just a little bit different. To his credit, he played well in a short week against a quality defense last night in Tennessee. But if you're asking me to buy one or the other, give me the Titans over the Colts. I picked them to win last night. They made me look stupid anyway. Cashing in with Crespin, by the way, every Sunday if you want to see more bad picks. Um, but I, uh, I I went with the Titans, uh, and I still think they're the better football team in the long run. What do you think, Jordan? Uh, Phillip Rivers has the worst throwing motion for any Hall of Fame quarterback of all time. But the dude's a Hall of Famer. You have to put some respect on his name. Put some respect I love that he it. talks more shit than anybody <laughs> maybe in the history of the game at a quarterback. Uh, I think the Colts are legit, as you mentioned. Their defense is really good. If you can get a good game out of Phillip Rivers, uh, they're they're going to be they're going to be a team that you don't want to see necessarily uh, at the end. I think what they tied for the division lead now with the with the Titans, um, if not taken over the division lead because of that win. The Titans are a good football team. They're going to run the football. They're going to play good defense. Tannehill's going to throw play action shots. That's what they're going to do. They're well coached. I still think the Titans are the better football team, but Philly Rivers and the Colts got the best of them last night. And no Marlon Mack hurts them, by the way. Yeah, and I like what you just said. They're very well coached because they are. I think Frank Reich doesn't get nearly the credit that he probably should in the NFL for the job he's done in the last couple of years with with uh, yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. They are very and he well beat coached. Cancer. Yeah, they they're just very very well coached. I think when you look at this Colts team, right, I think the defense is where everybody likes to pay attention to. And it goes to your point, Sean, about the coaching, right? The the coaching of that defense has been just extraordinary of what they've been able to do. Uh, This ties into the segment uh, that we'll get into here a little bit about college football. But one major Power 5 commissioner, Bob Bowsley, of the Big 12, says that a delay of the college football playoff is something that is being discussed. Not that it's tentative, not that they've already agreed to it, but it is something that they have put on the table as a potential remedy to the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, 13 games this weekend have already been canceled. A bunch of those in the SEC, Sean. So 
the as we go through this season, uh, we've discussed it on this show. You kind of just go with the flow. Well, the college football playoff committee, they're going with the flow as well, and they're putting it on the table to potentially move this playoff. Yeah, and again, we're going to get more into the ramifications of all these cancellations in the uh, the, the, the next segment coming up a few minutes from now. But the uh, they have to, right? I mean, in a lot of ways, it feels like college football has gotten this whole thing wrong. You know, from postponing the season until they did, now we're pushed into these months, you know, and we're just getting started into the months of which many people thought we'd see a second wave of, of the virus anyway. And now the Pac-12, Big Ten, just getting started. That's a mistake there. You know, they're going to have to look outside the box and be more proactive, I think, if they really want to finish their season. So to hear that report today, Chris, to read that report this morning as we were going through show prep, that they're looking to push back the college football playoffs, or at least discussing it, I think is is absolutely. Like, you have to have contingency plans in place, and you have to be able to adjust with the times, and that's going to have to be one of them more than likely because we're seeing 10 or more football games each of the last two weeks get canceled in college football. Major college football games being canceled. I mean, just look yeah. at the names that are off the list this week, right? Alabama, LSU. Go down the list of these names, these, these teams who are going to be in the mix. Well, LSU, no, they, they blew that in the first week. But you get what I'm saying. Teams that are going to be in the mix late in the season uh, who might be vying for those playoffs, uh, missing football games now. So they're going to have to they're going to have to do something, Jordan. Yeah, it's smart. Have contingency plans. Yeah. Be ready for anything. Uh, at this rate, I don't even think you have a college football playoff. I don't think you have bowl games. I don't think you finish the year uh, at the rate that they're going with cases rising kind of all over now. It's uh, it's it's not good. Well, uh, Jordan, this next segment is just for you and I because I know Sean Crespin hasn't watched a single second of Masters Golf here through the first <laughs> and second round of the event. It's not uh, I know Saturday it's on here yet. as in the lead. Uh, there's some great golf being played right now. I'm not going to give you a scoreboard update because everything I tell you is going to be out of date by the time you listen to this podcast. Uh, Dustin Johnson playing well as we're recording this podcast. Tiger Woods had a great opening round, putting himself in the mix. The Masters is happening. It's a little weird. I don't. There's no crowd out there. It's very quiet. The weather has played a factor once again they had to stop the first round yesterday uh, guys that go off in the afternoon today aren't going to be able to finish the second round uh it's it was a weird time the masters is being played during the football season there's a lot of stuff going on i don't think sean has a full breakdown of who his favorite player is so far because again he hasn't watched a single hole of masters golf nope. uh jordan i don't can we do the show with this guy uh look i i don't know what your problem is sean but you need to check yourself before Listen. you wreck yourself it's not that I got anything against golf. You guys know I love golf. I suck at it, but I love golf. I try to get out as much as I possibly can. Uh, watching golf, though, is another thing for me. And I'll tune in on the weekend. I just don't need to see Thursday and Friday. I'll, call me after the cut, and I'm in. I'm just saying I haven't watched yet. Call You're missing me, the best part. Call me after the cut, and yeah, I'm this in. This is where moves get made. This is where moves yep. get made. This is where they trim moves out all made. the fat. This is where they trim the fat. I don't need to see the guys who aren't playing well this week. Show me the guys who are playing well this week. Call me after the cut, and I'm in. That might be a bad take you know, to you guys, but watching golf on Thursday and Friday, I'm all right, man. I'm good. Call me after right, the Jordan. cut. Well, you, you, yeah, it's just, this is just, just what a bad take this is. Okay, we wrap up in the lead as we always do. Shalon? Oh, no. Can I get the count? Can yeah, I get the count? On. This is a big make, story. This is this sure. is historic. For best. And again, this is the highest rated segment in Noble with Chris Kressman in Sonoma history, by the way. Um, and I think the counter is up. I see it on my end, so I think I've lost time already. But some historical news today in Major League Baseball with Kim Ng being 
being named the first female professional sports executive, being named as the general manager of the Miami Marlins today, first female general manager in Major League Baseball and in professional sports. Like I said, this is a person who has one of the best resumes out of anybody who's been a candidate for a first-year general manager, has worked in the league office under the commissioner and working with Joe Torre, has been the assistant general manager to Brian Cashman in the Yankees, has worked in the Dodgers front office. This is a person who is well overdue for a position. It's groundbreaking. It's historic. It is a fantastic day to be a baseball fan. It's going to inspire millions of girls who want to get into baseball. This is a fantastic story. Kudos to Derek Jeter and the Marlins for making the right hire. The most qualified person for the position, Kimming, the new general manager there in Miami. There you Six. go. 60 seconds of baseball. Sean, you didn't think I could do it on the story today. Well done. There you go. Congratulations to Kimming. Uh, becoming the first female general manager in Major League Baseball history. That That's is dope. historic. Coming up next on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. As Jordan Simone is apparently slide. taking phone calls Jordan, what is during, happening the, during the break. Dude, I have no idea. What is happening? Jordan, what are you there? doing, dude? dude look, this, what, this my phone is playing music, but there's no nothing playing. I think we just got copyright strike because he put the phone up to the <laughs> microphone true. and played the music. I don't think this podcast is going to be able to go up now, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Jordan, don't dude, worry. You're going to have a chance happened? to get a break here. You just work on your phone. You get ready for the next segment because coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, ASU Cal canceled. What does that mean for the rest of the season for the Pac-12? And large 13 games being canceled this weekend. What does the future of the college football season hold? We'll do it next here on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. First, I got to tell you about our friends over at Earnhardt Auto Center. Since 1951, nobody has taken better care of their customers. When it comes to the car buying experience, there's nobody you should, you should trust more in the Valley than the name Earnhardt. They will take care of you. Go to noble.com, click the express tab, and they will literally drive a car up to your front door for you to test drive for the day. You want a brand new Lexus? Boom! It's at your front door. Brand new Chevy? Boom! Get you a Chevy, brother. Up to your front door. Earnhardt will take care of you. I know the family. They will take care of you. It doesn't matter where you are in the valley. Earnhardt is the name that you should trust. Go to noble.com. Click that express tab. Noble.com. That ain't no bull. It was the biggest story in the lead on the program today for good reason. As Arizona State will not be playing this weekend against Cal, a bunch of positive tests coming back, including head coach Herm Edwards. Pac-12 putting out a statement saying the game has been canceled, declared no contest. We got a statement from Ray Anderson. We got a statement from Herm Edwards. And now this game gets added to a list, guys, that is now full of, as recording this show, I think I need to make that very clear because who knows what's going to happen by the time we finish this show and the show gets uploaded. 13th game on the list that has been canceled this weekend. And for Cal... This is now the second week in a row that they're not going to be playing football, this time for reasons outside of their control. They got cleared for this game, they, which was what we thought the major roadblock was going to be for this game when the week started. They get, to, they get cleared. They're able to play this week. It's now something on the ASU side that stops this game from happening. And, Sean, I guess where I want to start with this, because I think there's a lot of layers to this story, but let's keep it kind of regionalized to the Pac-12 at this point because it has not been a great start to this shortened schedule for the Pac-12. They started later than everybody else. They've run into some of the same challenges that these other conferences has, have run into. Today they get this game canceled. They, they have the news earlier today that they apologized to Stanford for a testing error that kept their quarterback out of play when he probably should have been able to play because of a false positive. Where do you see this season going for the Pac-12 since they've already 
are losing games at a clip that's probably not great for their long-term you know, status of this season. But what do you do with a team like Cal, who's now not played for the first two weeks? What do you do with a team like ASU, who we don't know when they're going to be able to play again? What yeah. do you do? It is what it is. What you do is you adopt the mindset that I've been telling you guys for the last few shows. I think we're really, really going to have to have about college football, and especially here in the Pac-12, that no player is losing eligibility. Therefore, these games you're playing now, because it's starting to look like even in the SEC, you, you may end up just playing five, six games, right? Like these yeah. games you're playing now, because nobody's losing eligibility, are almost like a preseason tournament of some type. Jordan, you probably played in a handful of like seven-on-seven seven tournaments, right, in, in the spring. Um, you almost have to look at it like that. Like this is a warm-up for next year. Like we're, we're able to get guys – time we're able to get them you know experience in games you know you had a lot of freshmen for asu go play a game in the coliseum that's huge experience right but when it's all said and done the the rate in which the pac-12 is losing football games right now you're not going to be in the conversation and who knows if there's even going to be a conversation to be had about playoffs at the end of the year so look at this if you want to find a silver lining and I, I truly believe this is the mindset you have to have right now when talking about college football and primarily in the pac-12 maybe even in the big 10 who got a late start is that this is all work that you can put in to get players experience for next year and down the line and i know that there's a handful of teams Clemson being one of them, Trevor Lawrence, regardless of what this season looks like, he's gone, right? So they really need to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of them right now. But if you're a team like Arizona State playing a lot of freshmen, you got a lot of juniors who aren't losing a year of eligibility, and they have the opportunity to get five, six games in a work, well, hell, we're already down below that now with losing this football game against Cal. You really, I think, have to adopt the mindset of, this is an opportunity to get experience, and let's and let's get let's get right for next year when hopefully the world is right and the college football landscape is right, Jordan. Yeah, look, as I've said, this is just uh, this is uncharted territories, man, and it, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get all uh, you know five games of your of your season in now, uh, and the question really becomes is is you know. How many games will they play? Will they be able to? Is this a couple weeks deal? If it's if it's you know ten plus players, coaches, uh, you know guys on the staff, Herm Edwards, is it a two week quarantine for them? I think it is, and so that means that they're probably not going to play for the next couple weeks, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, for some of these guys, at least they get eligibility back for their for to have another year. These guys that are seniors, you know, it'd be terrible if they were only able to play one game. But you know, guys like Chase Lucas and Jack Jones can come back yeah. next year and play. Um, and so, you know, you, you've only had one game to make your case on why you should be drafted. And I think the only guy that has made a legitimate case to be drafted is Merlin Robertson on ASU's team with the game that he point. played last week. And it's a guy that we talked about before the season being a breakout star um, after not having a big sophomore season, his junior year, he was going to blow up. And if he has another five games to, to, to keep playing at that level, creating turnovers, getting picks, he's first round. He's that he's that big and that fast, that talented, um, and that physical that he could play at the next level. Um, but if he's only got one game and they're looking at last year's tape, going, you know, I just don't know if this is the guy. There's probably a fourth, fifth round draft grade on him, and he probably doesn't go where he wants to. What well, isn't that? Isn't that furthermore a reason to adopt the mindset I was just talking about? You know, like you almost have yes. to, right? Yeah. Like you got to look at 100%. this. Like, okay, we've got five, hopefully five more yeah. football games to play this year if you're Arizona State. 
Let's get some work in. Let's find out what this young running back group is all about. Let's see Let's see what steps Jaden Daniel takes at the quarterback position in a brand new offense with Zach Hill now as offensive coordinator. You've got a new defensive scheme going from the 3-3-5 to the 4-3. You know, you have a dual coordinator situation going on with Marvin Lewis and AP. So there's a lot of things to work out. Heck, I mean, Coach Edwards told us in his, in his uh, weekly radio show going into the USC game that he was excited just to be on the sideline with Zach Hill calling plays just to see what it's all about. They haven't coached together. You know what I mean? To have yeah. Marvin Lewis up in the booth, who's who's upstairs in the in the booth calling plays, because he wanted to get a feel for that. He wanted to see what some of these young kids were all about, and he was excited just to simply observe everything at the Coliseum in Week One. Uh, I really believe Schubert that that's kind of how you have to look at whatever we end up getting the rest of the way. If you're a Sun Devil fan, if you're a Pac-12 football fan, and I believe if you're a college football fan overall, because I think it's trending that direction. You have to be appreciative of each game you get in yeah. this season and just utilize it almost like a glorified preseason for whenever we get right, and we sure do hope that's 2021. So I think that's the approach that if you're a coach, if you're a player, if you're a fan that you can take, and it's the, the approach that I currently find myself sitting in. Sure. But let's look at this from the perspective of the executives of the Pac-12 and of these conferences. Mm -hmm. I don't think they have the luxury of look at looking at it that way because every game they miss is dollars they don't have. Right. And this is they're playing a high stakes game right now with every one of these games that gets missed. Not taking anything away from your point, Sean. I want to make mm -hmm. that very clear. I'm I agree with you. with you that that is the mindset. And I agree of with players, coaches and yeah. fans. The executives, I'm here to tell you, they're not having the conversation that we're having. Of, oh, you know what? They just be happy that we get these games in because, no, there's a dollar amount that every one of these games has associated to it that these that these conferences miss out on. Was it a mistake to come back at all then? So I don't. Th I think I think it's unfair to, to to look at that right now, right? I think if they miss a whole bunch more games and they have to stop early and they just say, you know what, we're going to be done, then yes, I think they have that. I think we have that conversation, right? But I think if they're able to somehow find a middle ground and get through this and play as many games as possible, I think their position will be this was better than nothing, right? Yeah, we at least put something on the field. Yes, and, and Jordan, I want to get your thought on that too because I think that's where you have, if you're if you're an executive, Chris, I asked that question only because I've seen other people pose that question. Was it, was it a mistake to come back at all at this point? And I think that's ludicrous. If you play one game right. and you're able to get any kind of a check from a TV network or anything, then that's better than nothing, right? And if you're a player, Correct. Jordan, and I want to get your take from that perspective, because out of this panel, you're the only one that that, that played high-level college football you know, for Arizona State and D1. From a player's perspective, dude, you've already put the work in. Give me every game yeah. I can get, right? I'm assuming that's your mindset. Yeah, you've put more than, than the regular amount of work in. Because of the delay, you've continued to practice, continued to train, uh, and, and this is what I said in a, on a previous show earlier today is you have to get out and play if you're a football player. You That's the only thing that you want to do right now. In this crazy year of 2020, the only thing that makes you feel somewhat normal is getting out on the football field and playing. And that's all you want to do. You want to forget about what's going on and just play your sport and, and go out with your boys that you've been practicing with um, for, for a long time. And... Who knows what's going to happen, man? I'm, I'm looking at the schedule now going, ASU probably is not going to be able to play next weekend against uh, Colorado. They're probably not going to be able to play the weekend after that. And even if they are, who's to say that, that, that Utah, who the team they're going to play in two weeks, won't have positive cases? And so right. it's, it's, there's so much up in the air. There's so much uncertainty. Uh, but I think if you're, if you're Herm Edwards, if you're a student athlete, all you can do 
is attack each day um, and like you're going to be playing. Get your mind right. Stay stay locked in. And if you know if I'm Chase Lucas or Jack Jones, I'm still prepared um, for when we are going to play because I'm still trying to make a case that I want to get drafted this year and 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 probably not have to come back for six year. But guess what? If you don't like where your draft grade is, you can come back. You can come back play again. And ASU mm-hmm. will 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 be a really good team if they get everybody back again next year. There's be a lot of competition. One other thing that I want to bring up is. Um, you know, some people talk about what, why is, uh, why is the college football, uh, is, is different from the NFL with all these cases. And, you know, you're still seeing NFL teams, you know, with all these cases, but they're what, eight weeks in, um, you're talking about 18 to 22 year olds here, kids that aren't mature. They, they, they might, they, they're playing football. They're good football players, but m- mentally they're not mature. They don't realize the implications of their actions. Uh, you know, when, when they step off the campus and they go out to eat or they go out to a bar. They, you know, Halloween weekend, they want to go out and, you know, have some drinks. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but you're talking about kids that that want to have some normal kind of college life here. And so they go out and make stupid mistakes, which kids do. Um, And that is now what you're seeing is directly impacted them. You know, whether it's, you know, it could be from anywhere, but um, you you can't quarantine these guys like you would a, a professional athlete. And I think the last part that I I think is an important conversation to have here, Sean, is this is why I don't think bowl games will get canceled. And it's why I think they're talking about delaying the college football playoff and not canceling it is. And it's why I think they agreed to have that rule where there's not a win eligibility metric to determine whether or not you go to a bowl game because the TV network money is so important for these conferences and these teams. And the college football playoff is a huge moneymaker for the conferences and the teams that play in those games. They just can't afford to sit here on November 13th and say, you know, Friday the 13th and say, we're canceling all this stuff, right? They are going to try every single contingency plan that is available in the book or the binder that they have of contingency plans before they ultimately decide, you know what, we're done here. Which they right? should. So you're going to, you, no, 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 they absolutely should. But we're going to see things where it's like, we feel that, okay, they've canceled 13 games this week and how many more are going to get canceled? Well, this was probably something that was discussed in a meeting before the Pac-12 decided to come back, right? That there are going to be weekends where we might lose three or four games. It just might happen. We, we can't control that. How are we going to deal with that? And they've, apparently come up with a way that they're going to deal with it. We'll see if they pivot here on the fly and maybe try to get Cal a game with another team that's not playing. I don't know what they're going to do. I know that's something that people have kind of joked on Twitter of like, oh, if BYU and Cincinnati have an off week, get them together on a field for an unsanctioned game because it'd be fun, right? And that's kind of a joke on college football Twitter. But some conferences might look into other matchups to try to get these teams games. You know what head coaches and coaching staffs overall don't want to be don't want to do? Uh, be told on Thursday everything you just yeah. did for the last six yeah. six days of prep plus some. Usually you doesn't get into matter. it the week before. You start prepping the week yeah, before. Doesn't and, matter. And then putting the game plan in place. Throw it out the window and you put another one together in two days. And then try not to go out there and look like idiots. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not and you're going to get a lot of pushback when you try to throw those options out there, you know? So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, let me ask you this in closing. Is okay. this college football heading towards a feeling of illegitimacy? And what I mean by that is I think everybody saw what the NBA pulled off in the bubble and said, wow, okay. I, I, that was a, the Lakers. Everybody was on the same playing field or play a surface i should say the court uh legitimate championship even as odd as a 60 game schedule in major league baseball felt i think everybody looks at the dodgers and says eh, legitimate championship right nhl same vibe for college mm-hmm. football 
I don't think you're going to be able to say that. And for a handful of reasons, because the schedule's being so manipulated. And then, you know, you got to look at some of the teams you would, you would, you would almost expect to be in the college football playoff that might not now because they suffered a loss that you can directly attach to COVID related issues. And that's, and that's, that's Clemson who I believe doesn't end up in overtime against Notre Dame. They probably win that game outright. If they have Trevor Lawrence and their top three offensive linemen who all had to sit out that game because of COVID related issues with college football, Chris, even if they postpone this season or the, the, the playoffs and they find yeah. a way to get through it all, is anybody going to look at this as a legitimate college football season? I think the asterisk over college football is larger than it is over any other sport or organization that is that has tried to make things work during the pandemic. You know me. I'm team embrace the weird, right, of so 2020. I. I am team whatever whatever happens, happens, right? That's the way that it is. I don't like using the word illegitimate because I and I don't think you're trying to do this. Actually, I know you're not trying to do this. I just think it's a disservice to the players and coaches who will have, you know, fought through this season to get there, right? Like if BYU ends up in the, if BYU ends up in the playoff, I think it's unfair to call the playoff illegitimate, right? BYU worked hard. (laughs) They played hard. Those coaches, you know, did what they needed to do to get there. I I think it's, I think it's unfair to them, but you're right. You're right. That what we are dealing with is not normal. And, it, and if we were dealing with a normal season, Clemson doesn't lose to Notre Dame because Trevor Lawrence is playing in that football right. game. But that's kind of what we all signed up for. So I just think it's a little unfair to the players and coaches who will have played well enough and have and will have gone through the season to get to a point where they're playing meaningful games at the end. I that's, buy that. That's my only pushback. I buy that and I hear you. But Jordan, do you do you agree that the asterisk is getting larger by the week in college football in terms of what the season actually yes. means? Yes, absolutely. Especially if there's you know if there's SEC teams that have to pull out and and not be able to finish their year. Look, the Clemson example is 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 it's, it's perfect. Trevor Lawrence not being able to play against Notre Dame is the reason that they lost. It's not even a competition. Even if the three linemen were out and Trevor Lawrence still played, they would still win. He's that much of a difference maker and that good of a player. He's obviously going to be picked probably number one or number two overall in this year's draft. Uh, and so if that continues to happen, if you continue to have players out that are, you know, what if Justin Fields goes out with Ohio State and they lose a couple games? They're out of the playoff. I mean, it, it, it will be the biggest asterisk, in my opinion, of any sport because we're talking about 18 to 22-year-olds that can't quarantine, that can't be professionals. Um, and it's not a knock on them as much as it is. It's just tough to be a college student and, and not do college kid things. Um, and so that's what you're going to see. And the team that, that is able to keep all of their players in a tight-knit group and a tight bubble will probably be the teams that are in the playoff. And you might see a weird playoff this year. You might see a BYU in there or or right. a Cincinnati or something, you know, and and you know, those are those are good football teams, but they're not SEC level teams. Um, you know, they're not gonna beat in Alabama. And, you know, Alabama could could lose a couple guys. Who knows? I mean, the it remains to be seen. And I think that's where Sean brings up the the illegitimate is that at any given moment, Alabama could get positive cases at like the worst possible time and miss two games. And then can you put Alabama in the playoff? Right. And I think that's why they're discussing maybe pushing the playoff back to maybe have the ability to make up games if need be, if they're able to maneuver the schedule around. Again, I know we say this every time we have this this topic. So I sound like a broken record. We'll see. Right. We'll see what happens because I don't think any of us know where this is going. Nobody makes does. For, right. We're just along for the show. journey. Right. Makes for a great. Right. Show we're just along. We're, you, we're just along for the journey. Yeah, you wrap we just up react a segment as it by happens. Going, eh. 
<laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll talk to you on Monday and see what yeah. happens. I don't know what's going to happen between now and Monday. But again, uh, the ASU-Cal uh, game not being played this weekend, certainly a disappointment for the two teams involved and for the Pac-12 because they've been dealing with this from the word go. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, the Arizona Cardinals tour of the AFC East continues with the Buffalo Bills coming to town. We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Gentlemen, holidays are right around the corner, and I'm telling you right now, you have a sibling, I'm doing this. This is exactly what I'm doing. That's why I'm throwing this out there. If you don't know what the perfect gift is for that uh, friend, that man in your life, somebody that you want to, you, you got to take care of for the holidays, I got it for you, and I got 20% off and free shipping for you. Manscaped.com, uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, the greatest men's grooming tool in the history of men's grooming tool. Gentlemen, have you tried it in the shower yet? Because the damn thing is waterproof. I don't know if you knew that, Jordan, oh, yeah. but the damn thing's waterproof. I broke it out in the shower this morning, finished it off with some wow. revi- I finished it off with some reviver for some 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 solid deodorant for the day. I'm feeling fresh, feeling good for the rest of the day. Deodorant for what? Well, I'm gonna be out and about all day long, just making sure deodorant for your balls, no, I mean, man. Like, you gotta throw it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The lower section. Okay. Uh, you gotta finish off right, cool. the, you know, the 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 your undercarriage. Uh, the care, yeah, absolutely. So manscaped.com is where you wanna go, and we got one better for you. No bull is the code to use. No bull, one word, all capitals. We got twenty percent off and free shipping. Holidays are right around the corner. I'm telling you. This isn't something that we 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 endorse without having tried ourselves. Manscaped sent yep. us products and said, guys, before we even start, let us know if you even want to be a part of this. They sent us their products and we used it and we're all we're all in. So um, we, we decided to partner up with Manscaped. You see it on the bottom of the screen right now as I'm talking 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped. Any purchase that you make, if you use the promo code NOBULL, that's one word, all capitals, manscaped.com. Your balls, gentlemen, will thank you. The Arizona Cardinals coming off of their seriously. Have you tried it? Have you tried it in the shower yet? Seriously, I, I have. Okay, I didn't know sure. if we were going to discuss what you had just teased <laughs> to the audience, but yes, you didn't, Sean. You so you uh-huh. so just so everybody knows. Sean's just it's a live read, right? Sean's not actually. He doesn't have like a full written out thing. You didn't even get the LED light in there. That's oh your God. go-to line. The LED on the on the that's like the go-to 3.0. line for you. It's just it just illuminates everything. You didn't know how much you were missing until you knew how much you were missing. So See? 3.0, yeah. again, so, uh, promo code NOBLE. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I just want to make sure you got the, the LED light in there. Jordan normally you know, uses the LED light on the show and blinds me, but I didn't get that today either. The Arizona Cardinals, oh, wow. uh, they, drew, they drew the AFC East this year, and they played the Miami Dolphins coming off of the break, coming out of the bye, a disappointing loss at home. This week, it is the Buffalo Bills coming off of a big win over Jordan's Seattle Seahawks. And Sean, you phrased in, in our pre-show meeting when we were discussing how we wanted to preview this game, you 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 made a claim that this right now, this stretch of the schedule for the Arizona Cardinals is the fork in the road to whether or not this is going to be a successful season with a trip to the playoffs at the end of it or something that we're going to look back on at the end and say, man, this is disappointing. There could have been a lot more here. Well, so that is the claim that you are making on the show today. I'm saying you're you're approaching a portion of the schedule that is really going to, bless you, Jordan, really going to, to put you in a great spot or 
a position where you're looking up and you're trying to make up ground. And because you're both your games with Seattle will have been put in the books at that point. Uh, it's out of your hands essentially at that point. So the Arizona Cardinals have the Buffalo bills this week. I think that's a heck of a football game. We'll get into more here in a moment, but then you got the Seattle Seahawks up in Seattle, a team you, you snuck, you stole one from late at home. That's going to be difficult to get that one as well. But if you can somehow win those football games, guys, look at the rest of your schedule. You've got the Patriots on there. You've got the Giants on there. You've got the Eagles on there. You've got a beat-up 49ers team on there. If you can somehow get wins against the Bills and the Seahawks, you're in a really, really great position in that division to maybe finish it off and win the NFC East or NFC West, something we didn't think these the Cardinals had any shot of at the start of the year. But let's say you lose to the Bills. Let's say you lose to the Seahawks. And all of a sudden, you're a 500-football team looking up at the Seattle Seahawks, and you it, it's out of your hands at that point, you're in a moment. These next two games, guys, in my opinion, are a fork in the road for the Arizona Cardinals. You're either going to put yourself in a position where you control your destiny and with a favorable schedule or in a position where you're looking up, and even with the favorable schedule, it's kind of out of your hands, and it depends on what Seattle does. I think this is a this is a pivotal two game stretch for the Arizona Cardinals right now, and it is a fork in the road in their season. You're either going to have you're going to be in the driver's seat, in a great spot, or asking for help from somebody that you have no control over. I think these are huge football games this week against the Bills and Seattle next week for the Cardinals. I think they're all big games right now. Of course, they in are. the NFC West. I think the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks—they're all up in this toss-up kind of for. We're getting close to uh, to to. I mean, if the Seahawks lose this weekend against the Rams and the Cardinals win, the Seahawks are down in third place and the Cardinals are in first. So it's so much could happen this weekend alone. Uh, it, it's going to be really exciting to watch. But this is a make or break couple of of games for the Arizona Cardinals. We talked about this team and the potential they had for playoffs this year. They go and win these next two games against the Bills and the Seahawks. They're in the freaking driver's seat, bro. It's going to be close. Uh, and so Bills beat the hell out of the Seahawks last week. The Cardinals are going to have to to show up at home against a good Bills football team that's obviously hot. Josh Allen played, coming off his best performance. Um, and then they go up to Seattle. And the Seahawks defense has not looked good. And until they figure some things out there, it's almost like the Cardinals are in the driver's seat. I look at this, and I think, Sean, to emphasize your point, when you lose a game like last week to Miami coming off of the bye, it just puts a greater emphasis on these two games, right? Because I think you'd feel a little bit better sitting 6-2 and two going into this stretch against uh, Buffalo and Seattle than sitting here 5-3, and three, where I think all three of us sit here and think that it's going to be pretty likely that the Cardinals lose both of these games and they sit 5-5 five and five in a couple of weeks, right? So... That just shows you the emphasis that gets put on a game like that Miami game where you lose that and it makes this game this week against Buffalo even more important. You feel like you have to get one back and you have to get one back against a team that is one of the better teams in the AFC, one of the better teams in football, and just beat Seattle last week and looked convincing in doing so. So that's kind of the concern that I have is they came off the bye. They didn't look great against Miami. It looked like another Big 12 Cliff Kingsbury performance. Games in the 30s coming down to the fourth quarter. Who's got the ball last? And this is a Buffalo team that can score. Josh Allen in this offense, Stephon Diggs, they can score. This is another test for Vance Joseph and this defense to stop this Bills offense. Look, this team's always going to go as Kyler goes, 
right? Kyler is always going to be the X factor in every game that they play. If he is sensational and he's making guys miss and he's just causing havoc for the other team, it's going to be a long day for everybody involved. But if, if teams can figure out a way to slow him down, then they're going to be able to win football games. I think that happens this weekend. I, I like the Bills in this one because I just don't know if the Cardinals have enough to slow down Josh Allen. And I, I don't want to talk about a 5-5 five and five Cardinals team, but it certainly seems that we're trending in that direction. It, it, I mean, it might. And you, know, you look at this Buffalo Bills team, and you came into the year, you know, if you go off the recent last couple seasons, that they lived off of the defensive side of the football. That's kind of been flipped this mm-hmm. year, where they've got they found themselves yes. in a couple of shootouts, and offensively they can get up and down the field. But there's one stat that stands out to me, and Jordan being a defensive player, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Because if you look at their statistics overall, they're 18th in yards given up per game. They're 21 against the pass. They're 15th against the run. But the stat that stands out and usually can be a game wrecker for you they sack the quarterback on nearly 8% of, of pass attempts. That's sixth in the National Football League. When you can get after the quarterback, you can disrupt anybody. And you just mentioned it, Chris. If you can contain Kyler, you contain the Arizona Cardinals. They sacked Russell yes, Wilson. They sacked Russell Wilson five times last week. This Bills yeah. defense did. Gave up a ton of yards, but they sacked Russell Wilson five times. And before he could even look up at the scoreboard at the end of the first quarter, he was down 14 nothing. You know, so this Bills team, you look statistically at their defense, and they're not great numbers. Again, 18th in total yards, 21 against the run, 15th against the pass. But look at how they get after the quarterback. That can wreck a game plan regardless of what the rest is doing real quick. Well, I think it was a good game for the Bills, too, to have this lineup of Seattle and the Cardinals because you're playing two similar quarterbacks in Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Now, obviously, Kyler is quicker, a little bit more athletic, but same style of quarterback, throwing on the run, um, talented receivers out there running around. Uh, but it, it, I, I think we got to back up and put some respect on, on the Miami Dolphins. They've won five out of their last six. This is a team that's now five and three. I mean, they started the year off bad, yes, but the way that Tua played, look, the only thing I've heard about Tua is that this is going to be the guy for the next 20 years in the National Football League. He plays the game at a different level from the shoulders up. How he is able to read the defense and, and uh, and make smart decisions is he's he's a different type of level. He's a Drew Brees type of guy in the future. Um, and so I, I don't think that we necessarily look at the Miami Dolphins game and go, that was a bad loss for them. That's a good football team with a good defense and well-coached. Going into this Bills team, you're going to see a team that's pretty similar. Well-coached. Uh, defensively, they've, they've had some issues, but they, they sure looked damn good last week against Russell Wilson. And the thing that they did was they made him uncomfortable early. And you noticed it. You never see Russell Wilson make a lot of uncharacteristic throws. He was uncomfortable early, trying to force some throws, trying to get back. They got that quick lead, and it was just tough for them to get back in it. And usually the Seahawks are really good at coming back in the second half and battling. And the Bills just kept shutting them out and shutting them out and creating turnovers. Uh, And so if you're the the Cardinals, you watch that and say, we got to get Kyler comfortable early with some quick throws out of the backfield, run the football, um, but but the Bills put on an impressive performance. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. You know, if you look at their stats over overall, the Bills defense gives up a lot of yardage. You look at some of the games they've been in, it feels like some of them are shootouts, but the way they can get after the quarterback, sacking the quarterback in nearly 8% of pass attempts at six at the National Football League, sacking Russell Wilson five times last week, like I said, is exactly what led to that win. And I think if you can contain Kyler, you can contain this Cardinals offense. So, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's... It, it, 
what you just said, getting him comfortable early, um, you know, avoiding the big turnover. That's what my, and no, I don't think anybody's saying Miami's a bad loss. That's a good football team, clearly. Uh, but what happened early in that football game? Scoop and score. Kyler fumbles, scoop and score. You got to avoid the big turnovers. I think you're right. Get Kyler comfortable early, uh, and the Cardinals will have an opportunity. But this is a defense that I know people feel has underperformed compared to last year, talking about Buffalo. But they can still wreck a game plan real quick just by the way they can get after the quarterback. Yeah, and they have to find and the Cardinals have to find a way to slow down Josh Allen, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like the other it's side true. of the ball. There's a quarterback that you know, early parts of the season we were discussing as a legitimate MVP candidate, right? Right, and and he showed on this past Sunday why he was in that conversation at the beginning of the year. So that is a tall task for the Arizona Cardinals. Look, they win this football game. I think everybody's going to feel a little bit differently about you know that game on Thursday against Seattle. Yes, it's a divisional game. Yes, you want to win it, but you know, getting this game against the Bills. And Jordan, I think on Monday's show, you said that the way this Cardinal team plays, watch, they'll win this game against Buffalo after disappointing us with how they yeah. played against Miami. It's kind of been the nature of this season where maybe when we least expect the Cardinals to do well, that game against Seattle, they come out and they perform. So we'll see if they're up for the task. I think this is another big test for Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach to, to get this team to bounce back after a game coming off of a bye that they should have won, that they didn't win, and now they reach the fork in the road that Sean Crespin wants to call it uh, of this schedule where they need to get back on track. You guys you, you guys interested in, in a little, little stock market action, a little buy or sell here on a Friday? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Okay. How about we buy or sell some topics? A little pop culture. We got some superstitions. It's Friday the 13th. We'll get into it next during No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. I got to tell you again about our great friends over at Earnhardt Auto Centers. They've had our back and they've had your back since 1951, whether you knew it or not. Doesn't matter where you are in the Valley. Go to noble.com. Click that express tab. They will drive a car to your house, whatever you want. Brand new car. You're sitting at home. You're watching the Masters. You get a break. You say, man, I would love to test drive a car. They'll drive it right up to you. You want to buy that car? They will handle the application online, the financing online. You'll keep the keys. They'll drive it right up to you, man. It's a great experience. Go to noble.com. There is not another name you should trust in the car industry in the Valley. Since 1951, they've been doing it. And they have been doing it right. Go to noble.com. That ain't no bull. Got an update for you, gentlemen. Got the soundboard working again. Oh, is that We're right? <laughs> yeah, right. soundboard's working again. Mm-hmm. The remote setup, that was the only thing that didn't work on the Wednesday show. All right, well, let's, 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 let's end the week on a high positive note after all the different okay. COVID talks and everything else. Let's go. Okay, buy or sell. Mm-hmm. I give you guys a topic. We buy or sell it here. I'm pulling up the list. Buy or sell, gentlemen. Start with Sean on this one because he's watched none of the golf action so far. <laughs> buy or sell Tiger Woods. The Masters. Tiger Woods going for the repeat. going to win the Masters. Buy or sell. You don't have to watch Thursday and Friday. And I know Tiger's playing well. I keep, I've keep i kept an eye on the leaderboard. I just haven't sat down and watched you didn't watch the Masters play. to this point. Uh, anytime you have an opportunity to take one player or the field in a major, give me the field. Yeah. Uh, so it, will Tiger Woods win his... Sell! Yes. Sell! Sell that. It will Tiger Woods win a, uh, a back-to-back Masters championships? Odds, although I'll be rooting for it. I think like a lot of people out there in the golf world, uh, I don't, I don't see it happening. No, no, not a chance. Jordan? Not a chance. All right, I'm going out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it because there's some weird statistics that don't line up. Jack Nicklaus won his sixth Masters championship when he was 33rd in the world. Tiger Woods going for his sixth. He's 33rd in the world. 
I know there's another weird stat that's involved in that that I'm forgetting, like their age or since they last won it or something weird, but uh, the numbers are lining up, boys. Tiger came out and shot a 68, the best start to his Masters of all time on the day number one. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a Tiger Woods repeat. Let's go. Gotta have a big day today. Sean, you mentioned at the top that we need to be positive here on the show to close out. We need to be positive going into the weekend. Jordan Simone brings up statistics that are eerily, you know, similar to Jack Nicholas. I did not fact check these statistics. I'm just gonna go blind faith in Jordan Simone on this one. It's Friday the thirteenth <laughs> when Tiger Woods is playing his second round. He had his best opening round. He birdied the first hole. The first hole always gives him trouble at the Masters. You're absolutely right, Sean. You should always take the field when it's one person versus the field. I don't care. Give me Tiger Woods back to back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Tiger Woods back to back. I don't care what the statistics say that I should take the field. Give me Tiger yeah. back to back. I'll tune I think in after the, the cut. Five I'll tune now. in after the cut. You know, after uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'll tune in. All right, number two, gentlemen, NBA mm -hmm. story for you. Didn't get to it in the lead. We have it here in buy or sell. There's some rumors out there that there are some unhappy people in uh, in the Houston market for the Houston Rockets, mainly Russell Westbrook. So Sean Crespin. You would want Russell Westbrook on your NBA basketball Can you team hit that button seven times for sure. me? No. Yeah, sell, sell it. Do, do it for me, too. Sell, 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 sell. All right, sell, that's sell. one. Oh All right, let me, goodness. Jordan, this one. This one's for you. Dude, you're no. not getting one from me, so you guys go ahead. Listen, really, I can't wait to hear your take on this. Russell Westbrook, every team he plays on, does he improve the overall roster, the overall team? No. No, not a chance in hell. Uh, you Listen. Russ needs to be the only guy on the roster that has a, a need for the basketball. And what's unfortunate for whatever roster he ends up on, he's not that dominant of a player. He's not. He's one-dimensional. He's not. I mean, he's, just, he's just not. He's not a number one. He thinks he is, but he's not. Like Russell Westbrook, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. I don't need Russell Westbrook on the roster coming in thinking he's going to be the guy when he's never truly been the guy. As soon as you removed him, from AD, and I, I'm sorry, we're from, uh, uh, okay, AD, thank you, KD, and, and, and Harden and, and so forth. I mean, we, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Look at the success when he's by himself, when he's the quote unquote guy. And I'll sit here and allow you to try and find it. It's not there. Okay. No, I'm good on West, on Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, I sold sell, it too. Then? I mean, it, yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah, just sell it ten times, and I'll just uh, I'll just hear he to Sean Crespin's statements. He's not a guy that that you have on your team and you win championships with. He just takes he too many shots. But he thinks he is. He that's the problem. He that, thinks he is. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he think he is? Because he's never a competitor. Done it you <laughs> okay? Well, but if you're if you're a competitor, you're competing, thinking that you're the best in the game and that you're a guy that can win championships. He's not going into it thinking, Nah, man, put me on a team. I just want to be by myself. I just want to do my thing. I just want to get paid and get out of here. He's trying to win championships. Let's be real. He's trying to win championships. He just knows that, uh, or we just know that he's not going to be uh, a championship winning team because of how much he needs the ball in his hands. Gentlemen, give me Russell Westbrook on my basketball team. Here's why. Of the teams that are going to be interested in Russell Westbrook, all of them are going to be teams that have a lot of salary cap space. That means they don't have an existing star already on their basketball team, meaning they need that box office appeal. They need that person that in the next season when 
Teams are down money. Teams, if if you know arenas are open, they need people in the building. You know what brings people to the building? Watching Russell Westbrook drop triple doubles in 30-point losses at home. That's what brings people into the door, boys. So the New York losses. Knicks, I'm looking at you. The Chicago Bulls, I'm looking at you. You want to compete for the seventh or eighth seed in the East? You bring Russell Westbrook onto your basketball team. You get people. You get butts in seats. Take it to the bank. Give me Russell Westbrook. I don't know Westbrook. why those teams are who hey. they are. It's because they're worried about box office sales and not winning championships. That's the problem. Hey, would you rather have uh, uh, Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul on your football on your basketball team? Chris Holy Paul in a cow. heartbeat. Chris Paul in a heartbeat. It's not even. A, that's not even a question. The Rockets didn't think so. Yeah, and yeah, right. And and, and what did it do for the Rockets? He took more oh, shots yeah. than James no, Harden last year. I mean, are you are you serious? Like, who would you rather having it take more shots, yeah. Russell Westbrook or James Harden? Russell Westbrook, get out of the way. Understand you're a role player on a quality team. Understand that. And until he does, sorry, he's not for me. Get Russ on the Knicks right now. Get him there. <laughs> okay. Number three, gentlemen, it is Friday the 13th. So I don't know how we want to phrase this because, Sean, you have a list of different superstitions. No, I said that it people to you. Have. I don't have that, actually. Oh, I have it in front of me. You Good. were the one who brought the, the list yeah. to my attention. I just mm-hmm. want to know, are we phrasing this as buying or selling that you have superstitions that yes. you believe in? Is that yes. the way we're phrasing yes. it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that is the phrasing. Buy or sell, you have a superstition that you believe in, Sean Preston. Um, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. Okay. I seem to do it all the time when, you know, I'm watching my team play on Sunday or whatever sport happens to be on, and the damn announcer says something you know is going to jinx the team. You know what you got to do? You got to go You got to go, John Gruden, knock on wood if you're with me. You got to knock on wood Daniel whenever, Carl- when, yeah, yeah. whenever somebody This kicker about- hasn't missed a field goal from 40 yards in six years. Well, thanks, Jim Nance. He's going to miss it now. <laughs> Boom, he's gone, right? So that's probably my thing. I, I usually do the knock on wood thing. I know it's not going to it's not going to help. Uh, but yeah, as soon as like we did it in the in the broadcast this past week, Jordan with rapper, um, ASU hadn't given up a big play in the passing game, all game to that point, and rapper rapper happened to mention that on the on the uh, on the broadcast, and I looked at him like, what are you doing? And knocked on wood. Find a ta- um, find a table, find something. Yeah, so that's that's probably the superstition that I believe in. Jordan, you got one? Jordan, uh, you buying or selling it? I'm not a big. Yeah. I, I'm not a big superstition guy. So I'm a seller. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm not a big superstition guy. Look, if you show up and you take care of business, man, and and you sh- should take care of itself. So not so, Chris. Read the list. Read the list of the survey. Well, can I can I go first before well, I, I read the list? Get, I want to see if Jordan agrees with any on the list to see if he actually does or does not have one. So read okay. the list if so, you can. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here are the list of the top ten. Um, superstitions uh-huh. and a, a new poll found that 29 percent of adults believe that they've been injured because they didn't follow a superstition okay. uh do you do you avoid walking under ladders jordan uh yes out of common okay. sense not because of okay. superstition okay. <laughs> so knocking on wood you were out on uh crossing mm-hmm. your fingers how about that one uh i mean say it as a joke yeah no. Okay. Saying right. bless but, you when someone sneezes. Sean did that earlier in the yes, program I, for you, Jordan. I, I do say bless you when someone sneezes, but that's, but that's because I'm a man of faith. No, I agree. Yeah. I don't think that one deserves to be that's on the list. That's more of like being a, a decent person, right? Less than, less than um, superstitious. Well, yeah. not, opening, yeah. not opening umbrellas indoors. Well, I mean, that's just common sense, too. You just don't do that. It's just stupid. Find a penny, pick it, uh, find a penny, pick it up, but only if it's heads up. Um... 
think your silence yeah. is yeah. No. Okay. Uh, this is one that I believe in. Sean didn't believe me when I told him this morning that it was a thing. Was a but thing. You, you do not put new shoes on a table. It's bad luck. I had never heard of that before. I, yeah. I put new shoes on table all the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Go, Jordan. Yeah, to take luck. pictures of them. Breaking <laughs> the wishbone on a turkey. It's Thanksgiving in a couple weeks. Never done no. that. Mm. Yeah. I did Throwing I salt over your shoulder if you spill some. Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. And then keeping your wish a secret when you blow out your candles. Oh. Who's the dead man that threw the salt shaker? So I did take that as a no as well. So apparently that's no. A no. Apparently though. Jordan does okay. not. So, so that's good. Then so I'm going to go now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this because I have two that I subscribe to on, on a regular basis. The shoes, yeah. the shoe one that I told Sean earlier. Mm-hmm. And then this one that Sean just didn't know. It's good luck if somebody gets a new car. You take loose change and you throw it in the front seat. It's good luck for the person who got the car. Don't Judging. look at me like that, Jordan. Judging. I will call my mother. She will confirm this. <laughs> Dude, okay. take your New York stereotypes out of okay. Arizona. Superstitions, not stereotypes. And he's in D.C. right now, so he is out of Arizona. So that's good. Yeah. Maryland, go close. Yeah. Um, Look, it's been a long yeah, morning, it, a lot of news breaking. It's good luck. It's good luck to take change and throw it into somebody's car All if right. they got a new car. It's good luck right. for them to drive. Is that the last buy or sell topic, Schubert, on a Friday? I have one more if you'd like. It's college football related. Okay, what do you got real quick? College football will crown a national champion. Crown. Not one of these UCF, you know, they claim that they're the national champions, even though I support that. That they will crown a national champion in 2020. By yourself, Sean. Uh, Bye. They'll do, what, they'll do what they have to to, 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 do, to figure out something. Somebody will be crowned a champion. I'll buy that. Brigham Young University 2020 yes. champions. Oh. Yes. Buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you guys. I'm buying it as well. BYU 2020 National Champs incoming. Uh, that's going to do it for the program. Getting hot in the Masters. That's going to be outdated yeah, if he bogeys scary. the next five holes uh, by the time the podcast goes up. So that'll be good. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me at Shoe Radio. Follow Sean at S Crespin 02. Yeah. You can follow Jordan at Jordan Simone 38. Jordan, what does everybody need to do? Subscribe to the show. That's right. You can do so. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcast. Rate, subscribe to the show so you know when these episodes drop. Uh, Sean and I will be back on Sunday for the Noble Live Sunday show. Cashing in with Crespin tries to rebound after a couple of bad weeks. We get you ready for the football Sunday. No ASU game for us to recap on Sunday, but we will recap college football and get you ready for the football Sunday. The three of us will be back together on Monday for the full football recap of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you then.